This episode of the Lane One Podcast is sponsored by the Quintana Running Company. Q Running has been empowering individuals and the community through running since 2016. Learn more at www.qrunningco.com. That's www.qrunningco.com. Now let's go for a run. Friends of the Lane One podcast, welcome back. Episode two. In this episode, we sit down with Maria McManus. She is one of the owners and coaches of CrossFit Glencoe, and we hear her story of how she went from couch to CrossFit and then to owning her own gym or box, as it were, as it's referred to in the CrossFit community. It was a great conversation, a great story, and you'll you'll hear. Um, you know, the energy and the excitement that um, Maria not only brought to the conversation, but about telling her story. And it was very inspiring to hear, you know, her share the story and how it went from, you know, this crazy idea to then becoming a reality to now it's, you know, her passion and something she's able to do, um, you know, for her job. And um, I think that's all what we aspire to do. And I hope, you know, this story inspires you to maybe take the first step towards, um, you know, doing something that you've been thinking about doing for a very long time. And just one more thing before we get into it, uh, just again, want to thank everybody for listening to the first episode. It's great response, great reaction, a lot of wonderful comments from all of you that have been listening. And so again, just want to say thank you. Uh, keep spreading the, keep spreading the joy, you know, share the episodes, let us know, follow us on Instagram at lane one podcast and uh you know let us know any feedback or any ideas that you have for any shows or people that we should interview and you can reach me at coach q at qrunningco.com and um yeah so again thank you guys for listening and uh let's get into it and let's go for a run It's that simple. <laughs> it's that easy. It's that easy. So you can hold it there, and as long as you don't like bang it around, knock it around, you'll 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 be okay. And if I would have remembered the little attachment for the microphones, the little uh, it's a boom cover. It just you know if you go any popping, it'll keep that from being recorded. So that's like popping from my mouth. Like, you know, like if there's a, <laughs> like if you make a sharp oh. like a like a sharp um, word or or laugh know, or, or something. Yeah, it just helps to mute the, the level so it doesn't, when you're listening to it, it doesn't gotcha. like, rupture an eardrum. <laughs> so Look Maria, how nervous I just got. You did. You got really <laughs> and there's no reason to be nervous. I know. Maria, thank you so much for having me in your house or your wad as it's called. No. Box. A box. Yes. Yeah, so right. it's called a box, but I always feel like a weirdo when I use that word. So I just call it a gem. <laughs> it can be taken many different ways. Yes. Right? Yes. But it's interesting because I never, ever call it a box and other people will because I think they think they're like um, being respectful of my culture. <laughs> <laughs> my sister does it all the time. I, respect, oh, the girl, I love it. I love it. Now, the, the culture that we're talking about is CrossFit. Yes. Okay. Now, I want us to get to how you got involved with CrossFit. But first, I want to know a little bit about your origin story. How did Maria get her cape to become Super Maria? Um, how did Maria get her cape? Um, so we can go way back. Uh, go as far back as you want. <laughs> as far back as, 
as comfortable as you as as, as you want to go back? Um, well, I grew up here in Brunswick, Georgia. Okay. Um, so I'm wasn't born here. My family's not from here, so I'm definitely not a native. But all of my history is here okay. in Glynn County. Where's the family originally from? Um, my mom's from Boston, okay. oh. and my dad's from Spain. So we are not Southern at all. <laughs> <laughs> Son españoles, and I can't do a Spanish accent with a Boston accent, so I'm going to try It's a that. tough one. Yeah. Um, what part of Spain is your dad from? Galicia. Oh, okay. Yeah. Galicia. Galicia. For my one listener in Spain, let's hope we didn't butcher that. Right? <laughs> we tried. We <laughs> and tried. Boston proper, your mom is from? Uh, she's from North Reading, which is just oh, okay. outside mm-hmm. of Boston, mm-hmm. but her family's mm-hmm. originally from okay. Boston. Okay. Yeah. I ran the Boston Marathon. I don't know if you knew that. I didn't know I that. I did, yeah. If but I we're had, here to talk if about If I you. had to guess, I would have guessed that you had. <laughs> so dad's from Spain, mom's um, from Boston. So how did you guys land in Brunswick? Uh, my dad was with Wetsy. Uh, he was with the Border oh, okay. Patrol back when the Border oh, Patrol okay. trained here. So we have been here since 84. Fletsy being the Federal Law Enforcement Training Center located here, here in at Brunswick. Glencoe. Glencoe, right. Yeah, right. exactly. Oh, I see the correlation Yeah, that's how we ended up here and uh, never left. Okay. So how old were you when you moved to Brunswick? Two years old. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And for 29, so you've been here for, what, 27 years? Yes. She just just got the. She just caught that. (laughs) Yes, twenty-seven years I've been here. All right. All right. Um, Yeah. So I went to Glen Academy. I was not an athlete. Um, I was a total nerd, um, book nerd. Studied hard. Got good grades. um, Beta club kind of stuff. Okay. President of the World Language Club. Um, And then after. What languages were you? Spanish, of course. Spanish, yeah. So there was a situation going on where the Spanish club, the Latin club, and the French club had kind of fallen apart. Oh. And we were trying to get it back together. Okay. And instead of, like, individually doing it, we just came together and made the World Language Club. Whoa. Like the United Nations. Yeah, that was my first, like... You know, I, I take that back. That wasn't my first leadership opportunity, but that was a leadership opportunity, I guess. Like towards an important my one. young adult, okay. a very important. Okay. Okay. I mean, we we went to Epcot. We had fundraisers. We ate Mexican food. It was great. <laughs> um, but you were the you 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 were spearheading that. Yes. Yeah. Like you were responsible for yep. organizing and putting a group all this of together. People okay. Organizing them. Nice. Yeah. Um, and then. I went to school. My degree is in early childhood education. And after I graduated from Armstrong, I started teaching. Up in Savannah? Up in Savannah. I never actually went to Savannah, though. This was when they brought teachers here. It was kind of before online schooling. Okay. And so they would bring teachers here to the local community college. Oh. And, uh, And so I graduated from Armstrong, but I only ever drove up there one time for graduation. Yeah, it was pretty neat. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so you took classes here at, at what is now Coastal. I took classes at what is Coastal. Yes. But but you your degree is from Armstrong. But my degree is from Armstrong. Okay. Yeah. Right. Um, and then I taught at CB Greer Elementary out here on Harry That's Driggers. That's right. That's right. For how many years were you at? I think I was there eight years. I was trying to do the math before you got here. I've uh-huh. always said eight, but now I'm wondering if it was only seven. Revisionist history. It's it's whatever you <laughs> wanted to be. Exactly. <laughs> Um, so I taught third grade, and then I, and I taught fourth grade. Again, another leadership opportunity, I guess, okay. I suppose, in charge okay. of little people. All right. Right? Um, That's more was... a masochism, right? <laughs> Not, I guess leadership. I guess it's how you, how, how you want to paint it, right? I guess so. Okay. But, you know, it's a good spin, leadership yeah. opportunity. Yeah. Um, and that was actually, since we're on a running podcast, that was when I was a teacher at C.B. Greer was the very first time I ever participated in a – 
run. So that Cool Shark. It was the very first Cool Shark 5K. The very, very nice. first one they hosted. And I wish I could remember what year it was. Um, but I... I was not a runner. <laughs> I was not a crossfitter. <laughs> um, what were you, Maria? <laughs> I was a teacher. Okay. I was a mom. A I was mom. a soccer mom. Um, I was a waitress at the time. I was all of those things. Yeah. Uh, and then I had a neighbor who lived across the street from me, and she also taught at CB Greer, and she was a runner. And so in the afternoon, she would run. She was getting ready for her Cool Shark 5K, and she would go out there after work, and she would run, and I would see her, and I'd wave from my driveway. Um, and then it came down to race day, and it was – did I mention it was the very first Cool Shark mm -hmm, 5K? Mm -hmm. All right. Um, so I signed up because they encouraged all the teachers to sign up. And I signed up, and I put on my little sneakers, and I found myself some shorts and tied my ponytail up, and I went out there. And – uh it came time for or for awards at the end, and sure enough, I took gold for my age group. Well, look at this. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody needs to know that I was the only one in my age well, group. Well, now everybody knows. <laughs> my three listeners are going to now know that. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's my one and only gold medal finish. Do you? Uh, who was the teacher that, that lived across the street from me? Kim Metters. Kim Metters. Kim yeah. Metters. Okay. I, I, the, the, the name sounds familiar. I don't know. So she was at C.B. Greer, and then she was at Needwood, and now she's at Brunswick High, I believe. That's why. Yeah. That's why the name sounds familiar. Okay. Yeah. She's not. She's still not happy. She still brings it up to me all the time because she was training. <laughs> she did not receive a gold medal for that run, um, but <laughs> I was probably the only uh, teacher in my age group because I was really young at the time. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> That's the funny thing about runners, and um, you know, for just for context, the Cool Shark. 5K is a fundraiser for the C.B. Greer Elementary School here in Glen County, Brunswick. And I, I think it's been around for at least 10 years. I know I've, I've helped out with it for the last, well, not last year, or not this year because of COVID. We held it last year and I think at least two or three years. So I know it's been around for, well, over 10 years. Because when, when did you say you were at C.B. Greer? Um, I was there from 2006 to maybe 2014, 15. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. yeah cause I th and it was somewhere in the middle. That what? That, you that won I ran and <laughs> won gold. <laughs> they still talk about it. At and by, yes, <laughs> they still talk about the year that Maria won. <laughs> you should go back. You know, I think, you know. I'm sure I have the medal somewhere. <laughs> somewhere you, should, you should dig it up. Yes. I think you should dig it up so I can take a picture of it and post it. You <laughs> I, know, when I'll find drops. it for yeah. you. <laughs> so then you, you finish at um, CB Greer 2014. Yep. I think I'd left teaching around 2014. Wasn't really sure what I was going to do with my life. What was that about? Um, I was just kind of done with that. Done. My husband likes to say I'm a gypsy, even though I've lived <laughs> in the same town for 100 years. Um, I do have like sort of a gypsy mentality. Uh -huh. I do something. I go hard in it. I love it. I enjoy it. I nurture it. And then I walk away from it. Uh-huh. Um, and so I think I was, I was done. I do love teaching. Uh -huh. Um, I keep my certificate up in case I ever decide that I'm going to go back. Um, but I was done for now. Yeah. yeah. So eight years, I believe I gave third and fourth grade. And it was all at CB Greer. Right? It was all at CB Greer. Yep. Um, and then I just kind of floated for a little while. I waited tables. I role played at Fletzy. Mm -hmm. Um, I was, the administrator for Golden Isle Soccer Association, which I believe they go by a different name mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. um, but I worked with them for many years and floated. 
floated. You floated and you floated and then you landed on the idea of your own gym. Yeah. Yeah. So there a little bit happened in between there. Um, I, I was. <laughs> let's fill in the blanks. <laughs> yeah, let's fill in the blanks. Um, I was never a fitness guru. I was never a fitness enthusiast. It wasn't really a thing. I have a sister that is. Um, and during that weird floating in between time, she owns a yoga studio on St. Simon's. Oh, um, which they, one? Uh, Omcore. That's your sister? That's my sister. I had no idea. Yep. That's yep. your sister? Put us side by side. You'll figure it out real quick. <laughs> oh. um, so she owns Omcore. And it, during my floating period, I found myself, even though I was working three jobs, I found myself with these weird, like, open hours during my day, uh -huh. you know? And so I started to fill them with a little bit of exercise. I went to her bar classes. I went to her yoga classes. Um, and then I was just trying to get in the habit of that. And my daughter was playing competitive soccer in Jacksonville. Um, and then the summer of 2015, I believe, I'm not really sure. So one summer she told me that she wanted to do strength and conditioning with her team in Jacksonville over okay. the summer. And I asked her uh, if she really needed to go all the way to Jacksonville because we, <laughs> we made that drive multiple times a week throughout the school year. It's about an hour, 15, hour, mm -hmm. 30, depending on traffic. Yep, yep. We were committed, man. Yeah. Committed soccer parents. And uh, so I told her that we would find something in Brunswick. Well, there wasn't a facility that was similar to what they were doing in Jacksonville. Uh -huh. um, so we landed upon CrossFit. And I'll be completely honest, I didn't know much about it. And I knew that I had always wanted to try CrossFit only because, can I, can I cuss? Of course. Okay, only because I thought it was badass. Like, <laughs> other than knowing it was badass, I didn't know anything else about it. And so my daughter and I got invited to a free workout at a local CrossFit gym. Here in Glen? Here County. in Glen okay. County. Yep. Um, and for anybody, if you have any listeners that do CrossFit or piddle in any CrossFit, they've probably heard of, of the Murph. Mm -hmm. Have you heard mm -hmm. of Murph? Mm -hmm. um, well, go ahead and explain it. I what's, will. What's, what's <laughs> um, so I was invited to a free workout because someone caught wind that I was thinking about joining CrossFit, that my daughter was thinking about joining CrossFit. And so I got an invitation to try a free workout. You should come try it. Murph is a one mile run, uh -huh. 100 pull ups, 200 push ups. 300 air squats and another mile run um mind you i have probably quit the couch to 5k program five times by now <laughs> i get about two or three weeks in and then i piddle off and so i was um definitely in for a treat like i had no idea what i was getting into when i walked in <laughs> <laughs> now you weren't successful with the couch to 5k that's right but the transition from couch, couch to, to CrossFit. CrossFit was a little more successful. It was. Why do you think that was? Um, I think there's probably a lot that played into it. Um, one, the community. Okay. I wasn't by myself. I wasn't putting my headphones in. There were people cheering me on. There were it wasn't people, just you in the couch. It wasn't me in the couch. <laughs> <laughs> I actually had to show up somewhere and someone was actually expecting me to be there because the first several sessions were kind of one-on-one -on -one sessions. So, so account I, some accountability. So there was some mm -hmm. accountability there. Um, it was also the first time that I'd ever lifted weights. Really? Yeah, ever. Um, nobody had ever introduced me to that. I was yeah. kind of scared of the Globo Gym traditional gym setting. Yeah. It was not 
you know, I, I would go in there, but I never knew what to do with anything, and there wasn't anybody really around to teach me how to do it, so it was the first opportunity that I had. So did you stick to cardio, like the treadmill, the elliptical, and stay the away from the weights? The handful of times that I ever went, yes, <laughs> yes. And Justin, Justin likes to tell the story of me getting on an elliptical machine and thinking that I'm having a heart attack because I didn't know what it felt like for my heart rate to go up that high. <laughs> Is there a video of this? Somewhere? There's not. No, we never knew that it would be necessary, but now I wish there was because he tells every single new CrossFit member that we that have story. that <laughs> story. Oh, you think this is bad? Let me tell you about my wife. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So. Oh, man. So you do the Murph, and the Murph is also named after... Uh, uh, Lieutenant uh, Michael P. Murphy. Right, right. Yeah, who was a Navy SEAL who died in the line of duty. Um I believe that his story is told in the movie The Lone Survivor. Okay, the the one with uh, Mark Wahlberg, is that yes. the right? Okay. Yes, I believe that Okay. that is part of his story. Um, and we do a lot of hero wads in CrossFit, right, but right. that's probably the most well-known and was one. And uh, was he a part of the CrossFit community? He was. Okay. So okay. he was a CrossFitter, and he actually would do that workout regularly, but at the time it wasn't called Murph. I believe he called it Body Armor okay. when he would do that workout. Okay. So you show up for your... I show up for Murph. For Murph. Um, now, I, now, leading up to this, what did you do to prepare for the Murph? I didn't know that the Murph was a thing. Oh, you... <laughs> Nobody told so me. So this is... You're going from the frying pan into the fire. Literally. Hey, there's a free class on Monday. You should try it. Um, <laughs> so we showed up. There's a ton of people And this there. is you and your daughter. This is my daughter and And myself. how old is she at the time? I believe she's 14. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and we show up and she's in great shape. She plays soccer. Yeah, she's I mean, running she, up and down a field. Yeah, like, you know, she's yeah. in great shape. She's got no problems going on. Um, and luckily, CrossFit modifies. We call it <laughs> we call it scaling in CrossFit, but uh, based on where you're at, based on your fitness level. Gotcha. Yes, gotcha. for sure. So luckily, the coach who was in charge that day um, immediately recognized that I would need some scaling. <laughs> I believe I ran, I did not run one-mile one runs. I believe I ran, walked 800-meter runs okay. and substituted my pull-ups for sit-ups. Okay. Did a very modified version, did not do that high volume right, because that right. can get dangerous, right? Oh, you could get injured. Absolutely. Yeah. So she she modified the workout for me, so I still definitely got a good workout in and for whatever reason decided I was coming back again the next day. She decided or <laughs> no, you No, I decided. You decided. <laughs> I decided I was coming back again the next so day. So it ignited something. It it, it, it something it, happened. Okay. Okay. Yeah, for sure. All right. Um and then I went back for the next two weeks for my few sessions and learned how to lift weights and became a part of the community. I mean, I was all in. Like I said, I'm all in. When I decide right. I'm going to be a part of something, I'm a part of something. Well, the Couch to 5K potato, or <laughs> the Couch to 5K community, not potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> if they're listening, they're going to go, hey, Maria, why did you sink your teeth in, <laughs> into our community? So what was, it, what was it about the community? Was the camaraderie? Was it the encouragement? Like what? Like when you think back on it now, what was it that really drew I, you in? I think it was the face-to-face -face camaraderie. Okay. It was the coaching. It yeah. was um, knowing that someone knew that I could do something that I okay. didn't know if I could do it or not. They saw something in you. They saw okay. and they knew that I was going to be able to, as little as the task was, yeah. or as big as the task was, yeah. Maria, you're going to be able to get this done, even though I'm I'm facing the task thinking that I can't. Uh-huh. Um, and these were real people, Okay, I think. Um, and probably a lot of people you knew. 
because Absolutely it's the, not. Oh, it's I knew not. Nobody. Nobody. I knew okay. nobody, which is really neat because. Because um, <laughs> then, if you fell on your face, you didn't have to worry about. Yeah, it was fine. People, I really judging didn't know anybody. Or, yeah. I like met this whole new community, created new friends. I was learning something new, and I think that was a big thing for me in my 30s was, you know, we fall into this rut of mm. we're going to work, we're taking care of our kids, we're taking care of our families, we're paying bills, just this boring day-to-day -day over and over, and now all of a sudden I was learning something new. I was getting excited about it. I was seeing that my body could do things that I didn't know that it could ever do. <laughs> Who knew that I was a weightlifter? I had no idea. Nobody ever told me. Oh, I didn't realize <laughs> that, that was... muscle was there. I didn't yeah. know. I yeah. had no idea. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, this short little squatty perfect build for throwing barbells around, and nobody ever told me yeah, yeah so so you really you really walked into it not really knowing what to expect and came out of it going i'm in, in. Love. yeah completely like, in love like this is my jam it has changed my world <laughs> and i can get super cheesy about that kind of no stuff. that's that's this is all about the cheese yeah <laughs> whether whether it's sliced wrapped single cheese <laughs> slices or gouda cheese whatever it is man yeah uh, that's 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 so I'm, I'm 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 really excited to hear about that because just knowing you i know you have a real passion for it mm -hmm. and so at what point uh did you decide i want uh i, I, I like i want to make this all that I do. Like, I want to make this my lifestyle in so much that you decide to open up your own box. Box. So <laughs> I guess it, I guess it started out incrementally. Okay. Then, so let me just back up. So when you went to that Murph, what year, where are we, are we looking at? 2014 maybe. Okay. Um, so I went to that Murph. I learned how to CrossFit. Okay. I felt like I was okay at it. Okay. I loved doing it, whether mm -hmm. I was good at it or not. Okay. And then... It's kind of like, I'm going to dance. I don't care who's watching. I'm going to... Yeah, I'm just going to do I'm this I'm just going to do my thing. Yeah. And then I want to know more about it. I want to learn. I want to know everything there is to know about it. So I randomly sign up for the CrossFit Level 1 Certificate course. Okay. Which is just... It's a weekend-long course. I studied for it. I had no intention of utilizing the certificate. No intention of coaching CrossFit, owning a CrossFit You gym, just wanted to know. I just wanted to know. I wanted to know everything I could. I wanted to know all about the air squad. I wanted to know all about how to get a pull-up because I darn sure didn't have pull-ups yet. Um, and so I signed up for my level one, went, took it, passed the test, and then all of a sudden the gym that I was working out at one of their morning coaches had a baby. Oh. Two of their afternoon coaches were getting married. There okay. were just a lot of life transitions, transitions happening yeah. with the staff. And at that point, I realized, well, they might need a hand. And here I am in these weird little floater positions, you know. I'm waiting tables. I'm role-playing at Fletzy. I'm doing a little work from home. You know, I've got all this stuff going on. But, man, I've got this really flexible schedule. If you guys need some help, I'm And around. I have my certification. And I happen to have my certification. So... Um, I started helping out with one of the early morning classes okay, and slowly started helping out a little bit more here and there. And I think that the seed started as a joke, the opening of CrossFit Glencoe. Um, it started as a joke, you know, what, you know, what if you had your own gym? Wouldn't that be fun? Ha ha ha. You know, <laughs> because if someone had told me five years ago, 10 years ago that I was going to own my own CrossFit gym, I would have laughed. I mean... I would have never believed it. 
And so it started out as a joke, and we actually, I think we actually called it CrossFit Glinko. And I think that we, because we piddled around with a few names, and then we would joke about it. Well, at CrossFit Glinko, this is how we would run things kind of stuff. And uh, Kind of in bizarro world. You're like, oh, yeah, you know, that's where we yeah, go. Yeah, like that's never going to happen, but we can kid about it all we want. You know, this is how I would do it if I ran a gym. And then I found out that the gym I was working out at was for sale. And that was the first time that there was like this actual, wait a second, this is a this, real thing. <laughs> this no, no longer make-believe. <laughs> someone needs to own a gym and someone needs to run that gym and yeah. someone needs to share this with all the people. Yeah. And I approached the owner, found out that there was actually a deal that was already in the works. He already had an owner lined up. They, you know, had a handshake thing going on already. But I just couldn't shake the idea after that. You got a little taste. I did. I I just got this idea that I could maybe do this. And so it just sat there in the back of my head and it festered and it festered and it festered until eventually... um, I had had a bottle of wine, and it was late one night. <laughs> All great and decisions I, are fueled by alcohol. And they are, and I don't know what like really triggered it. it. Was late, late, late at night, and I was sitting. I can even I I can close my eyes and remember. I'm sitting in our little um, what are those chairs called that fold back? Oh, like a recliner, recliner. recliner. <laughs> See sitting, what happens when you drink. I'm sitting in my <laughs> recliner, and I'm all folded back. And just kind of out of nowhere, I start researching, you know, what it takes to actually own a CrossFit gym. Like, what do you have to do? Well, the first thing is, is you have to have your level one certificate. Boom. Bingo. Check. Done. The second thing is you have to write an essay. <laughs> so so this is the, the the standards that are set forth by CrossFit, by CrossFit LLC, like the, yes, CrossFit like the governing headquarters. headquarters yeah. right? Okay. So I just start piddling around on that. And I'm like, I can write. I mean, I taught, You're a teacher. I taught third grade. Yeah. We taught five paragraph theme essays all day long. I don't think that's what they're called anymore, but they were back then. And uh, and so there I was, a bottle of wine in, just ri- writing an essay on my cell phone. Nice. <laughs> um, and then I did a little bit of editing, changed Thankfully. things around a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> but then it was one of those things where I was like, I should probably wait and look this over but in you the morning. Hit send. And I just went ahead and hit send. And it was gone. And how long before you heard something? Weeks. <laughs> Weeks. So what's your, what's your, describe your, your mood from I hit send to when I finally hear back. Well, I think for like about a week I was anxious and I was checking my email over and over because I was like, wow, I can't believe I did that. I got, I mean, who knows? Yeah. Like, let's yeah. see. And then three or four weeks in, I think I might have kind of forgotten or given up, you know, oh, this, that's, that was silly. Right. Right. I, that was silly. I'm not sure why we even went through with that. Um, <laughs> We'll probably never hear back. Right, right. And I feel like it was six or seven weeks later that I just got this wow. email. Yeah. Well, and there was lots of stuff going on. The CrossFit games were happening at the time. Sure. So I guess that all of the CrossFit staff gets busy, whatever. You don't hear back from them. Um, so then all of a sudden I get this email that I've been approved, and it's go time. And that's where it started getting fast, where it turned into this joke, this little funny idea, what if that ever happened kind of thing. So now to, it's happening. Oh, wow. Let's find a building. <laughs> Let's do this. Wow. Yeah. So I can totally remember getting in the car, driving around. My mom and I would kind of drive around and look at building spaces. We were looking for a place to rent. We were trying to be on this part of town. We, we knew that we wanted to be called CrossFit Glinko, so we wanted to be in the Glinko area. I also happen to live three miles away. Right, right. Five right, away. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, yeah, we finally 
found a building and the building that we're in right the now building that we're in right now okay. um and i believe that we closed on the building in october of 2017 october 1st because it was just before my birthday when did you send the essay what like uh, do you remember the month in the might have been may of same year 2017 it definitely happened over that summer so may 2017 it you hear maybe it's June, still July. A joke. Yeah. July. I think July, August, I heard is back. Is when you heard back. In October, you put money down on a building. I put money down on a building. Nice. Yeah. And that's when it got real. Right. That's right. when it. And, and you're still level one, right? I'm. Yeah. <laughs> you're still level one certification, right? You're, you're, I actually have right? a level two now. Now you do, but at the time. At the time, I had You my only level had one. a level one. Okay. Yeah. I had my level one certificate. Uh, my husband didn't actually have his yet, but he coaches here as well. So at that time I, uh, he had, oh no, I take that back. He had signed up. When I sent my essay, he signed up for his level one. But he had already started participating in CrossFit. He had been doing, that. yes. Okay. So he had also been doing CrossFit. He jumped on the wagon very shortly after I did. He okay. saw how much fun I was having. He needed to jump into gotcha, that. He's gotcha. a former athlete Okay. and CrossFit really attracts former sure, athletes. Sure. They just get to kind of relive that thing. And so he got his level one when, when I sent my essay in, we knew that it was just going to be the two of us for a little while. So I knew that I was going to need him to help. And it was October, the very beginning of October that we signed on the building and we opened the doors, had a grand opening on December 1st of 2017. So October, November, December, two months. Two months from signing on the building to opening the doors. So this happened in seven, eight months? If that. Yeah. Yeah. When you think back on that, when you, when you, as we're talking about this and you're kind of going back and kind of reliving that, is there anything you would do differently? Oh, there's a ton of things I would do differently. <laughs> um, differently as in like getting the place open or differently once I opened the doors? Bef before. I don't think so. I don't think so. Would you, would you have drank a different type of wine? Perhaps? Probably <laughs> not. No, nope, I think everything would have been just the same. Um, so what, what, what would you do differently, just in terms of that entire process? I probably would have had a business plan. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I probably would have like actually talked to someone who knew what they were doing. I didn't, I don't know, I didn't know anything about running a business. There's something about ignorance being bliss, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. You know? Yeah. I mean, definitely this is a success story. There are definitely stories out there where people didn't have a business plan and don't have a business, mm -hmm. you know, so it's not, we're not recommending this folks, <laughs> but for you it worked. For me it worked, yeah. but I'm a fighter. Um, and I'm a learner, like I will do what I have to do and I will learn what I have to learn and I will figure this out. So you're a fighter. I'm sure you got punched along the way. Oh, for sure. What was the hardest punch that you took? I hmm. <laughs> it's not a big punch and it wasn't a financial thing and it wasn't, it was just hard at the beginning. So we set a schedule. We had classes on our schedule, on our website. We had class times. We had no members. Okay. Absolutely no athletes. Um, so we thought that a 6 a.m. time would be a good time to have a class. We had a 9 a.m. time. We thought that would be a good class. We had a couple of afternoon classes to cater to different kinds of people with their schedules. And so every morning 
my husband or I would wake up at 5.30 and we would cruise on down here and we would unlock the door and we would turn on the lights and we would turn on the music and then we would just sit and, and wait, wait. <laughs> and just see if somebody would somebody show would up. Show up. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that was the hard part. Um, I think as far as getting the doors open, I might would have done a pre-sale of memberships, mm. something like that, so that we had some members to begin with. Yeah. I actually begged my sister and my nieces to come do CrossFit. They had no intentions. They, they were not athletes. They had no interest in CrossFit. They had no interest in exercise. And I begged them, just give me three months. I just need some bodies in this building. So if someone does walk in the door, you know, it looks like we have members right, already. Right. And, uh, and so I taught them how to CrossFit. I taught them how to lift weights. We spent some, a lot of time together over those couple of months. And I mean, three years later, I can't get rid of them now. They just keep showing up. <laughs> but, but I think you would agree or, 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 you know, that also gave you an opportunity to kind of practice mm -hmm. with people, you know. Yeah. That you knew that if I screw up, you know, they're not, they, I'm, they might razz me at Thanksgiving. You know, sure. they might say, remember that time you almost killed me with that barbell or whatever. <laughs> but it gave you an opportunity to kind of, okay, let me iron out some things here. Absolutely. Versus having people you don't know come in. So something happens yeah. that kind of ruins the rep or they're like, hey, these people don't know what they're doing. You know, do, do you think about that? I mean, is I that do. Um, and I think that I took every opportunity to thank people for for allowing us to learn on them. Um, our first members know that we were figuring all of this out as yeah. we were going. Um, I had been coaching CrossFit for a little while already at a different gym. And my husband had been a soccer coach. So he had been working with people, but coaching CrossFit was new to him. And this um, is your, this is yours. And this is ours. This is your reputation. So it's absolutely it's, it's different, different. But um, this was the also the first time that I was coaching under myself. Yeah. I wasn't coaching under someone else's standards. I wasn't, I wasn't the decision maker at all until I opened our own gym. So now everybody's You're calling the shots. Yeah, I'm calling the shots. Yeah. I'm deciding where our workouts are coming from. I'm deciding how big these classes are going to yeah. be. I'm deciding what weights people are using, um, things like that. So yeah, I mean, there was a lot of pressure, I guess. But at the same time, I was also learning how to run a business. I was trying to figure out how we were going to get through without closing our doors. Yeah, how to keep the lights on. <laughs> how to keep the lights on. Um, so I think that the bigger changes happened a little bit further down because when we first opened our gym, we really thought that it was just going to be this, I mean, I call it a clubhouse. <laughs> I call it Justin's clubhouse. So Justin is my husband. <laughs> right. And we just thought it was going to be us and our bros and we were going to be throwing barbells around and playing Rage Against the Machine and just having a good time, being badass, signing right. up for competitions, right. all kind, all the fun, glamorous, sexy CrossFit stuff that you see. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it didn't take long to realize that that's not what the community needed. Mm. We didn't need that. Um, people were coming to our doors because they had personal goals. They had... They had other reasons. Sure. And then all of a sudden it wasn't about us. It wasn't about mm. how heavy I can lift. It wasn't mm -hmm. about how fast we can do these workouts. It's how you can empower the community. It's how we can change their lives. Mm -hmm. um, and so we, over the years, have shifted that focus for sure. You've adapted. Absolutely. Yeah. And I wouldn't change that for anything. Yeah. Um, we 
I think cater to a much different population than we ever thought that we would, but it's so Talk rewarding. a little bit more about that. Like, what do you mean? Um, so you traditionally think that CrossFit is a bunch of guys with their shirts off making protein, <laughs> meathead kind of things, but our membership is 65 to 70% female. Okay. We also have a heavy middle-aged population. Okay. So that's another thing. Like, so you think like 35, 35 to 45? To 35 to 45, 50. Okay. okay. Yeah. I mean, we definitely have some younger athletes sure. as well. We, uh, the youngest we have right now is 14. And then from him, we have a 17-year-old that comes very regularly. And then kind of everything in between. We also have athletes as old as 73, I think, is our oldest right now. So we have a little bit of everything. Yeah, yeah. But... It's definitely more of your average folks. Yeah. Uh, and CrossFit has kind of made that shift to it's not about the competition side anymore. It's about fitness. It's about health. It's about wellness. And how lifestyle. can we, yeah, yeah, lifestyle. How can we get these people moving well so that they're able to get themselves off the toilet when they're 70 years old <laughs> so that they don't need help getting out of the bathtub so they're not worried about slipping and falling? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and then how can we have fun in the meantime? Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. nobody's going to come if it's not fun. Right, and that's the community part of it. Yeah. You know, we have a great community. We're develop. We're we're investing in our community in different ways, and mm -hmm. and 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 that's now. I don't know how other gyms do it. Or I'm sorry, box. Um, <laughs> but you guys offer uh, other services: uh, the nutrition, the yoga, um, and other just fun type of activities it's yeah. not just um so i mean we this is a really good time we're coming up on the open so the crossfit open is a worldwide competition okay um there's a worldwide leaderboard the workouts are written by crossfit headquarters oh. they put them out for three weeks one workout a week and everybody around the world does that workout and submits their score and they're able to see where they are on the leaderboard but the cool part about it is it's a community event for us so we'll have everyone from the gym show up on Friday nights, we call it the main event. Mm. And uh, we take turns going through the workout, judging each other through the workout. Um, it's a race day for us. Sure. So you sure. guys have your race day, we have our competition sure. day. And it's a safe opportunity for newer athletes to get an opportunity to be in competition, but to do it within their own gym walls and within their own community. Um, and I forgot what your question was. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're, you're offering a lot of different um, yeah. And services. So we do. Yeah. yeah. So we, we also quickly realized, well, I will not so quickly realized, um, nutrition is a huge aspect as, as far as fitness goes. And it's so easy to ignore that, but it's so hard to outwork a bad diet. Right. <laughs> um, and so people will come in and they'll be working and they'll be working and they just can't figure out why their workout times aren't getting faster or why they're not losing the sure. weight or why they're still slow or why they can't lift heavier or, and um, and we started off playing with some nutrition challenges here and there. Hey, let's get everybody on board. But then it just became this off and on kind of situation. Mm -hmm. And so kind of like, in, a, like when you when you're on a diet, it yeah, goes. exactly just like that. You were you were on the challenge, so you're doing great. As and then soon you as fall the challenge off the is wagon, over, right? you're eating pizza and donuts. <laughs> um, so we started implementing in 2020 we started implementing nutrition coaching. Okay. So it is an offering. Um, we do offer it to our athletes, but we also offer it as a side service. So gotcha. people can come in for just nutrition coaching right, as well. Right. Um, and we deal with people that need to lose 100 pounds all the way down to people who are actually trying to gain muscle mass. Right, right. Um, everything in between. So Full service. Full service. We, we do offer yoga occasionally. 
Um, okay. It's off the calendar right now, but we like to bring it in sometimes. We well, have, I guess when your sister owns a yoga studio, you well, want to compete with your sister? Well, and I actually sister? have my 200-hour National Yoga Alliance training. Oh, okay. So, um, you got I, that certification. <laughs> I actually got that before I got my CrossFit certification. But it's the same thing. I just wanted to know more. I was doing some yoga. Tell me all the things. Um, so, yeah, we don't currently offer yoga, but it does come on and off of the schedule. Something we have started doing is corporate wellness. Okay. Um, we've actually started going out into the corporate world, and we will bring fitness classes to businesses. Okay. We will bring nutrition challenges to businesses, um, nutrition seminars. We're, we're actually working with the Jekyll Island Authority right oh, now. Great. I actually have a yoga teacher who was out there today, um, and I'm going out next week to take their final measurements for their <laughs> nutrition challenge. So we, we've got a lot going on. So, which is great to hear. So I'm curious with COVID and the pandemic that we're, it seems like brighter days are ahead for us here. How did you guys manage manage that? Um, that was you tough. Got, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never worked so hard in my life as I did as a gym owner during COVID, yeah. um, which sounds crazy because our doors were closed for six weeks. But um, days before the county made us close, we had actually made the decision to do it ourselves. So about um, a year ago. Yeah, yeah, it was just about a year ago. We made the decision to close the gym because it was one of those situations where I felt like I couldn't control everything. Mm -hmm. I couldn't control the space. I couldn't control the people. I couldn't control the, the cleaning. Um, and we brought everybody into the gym one at a time and gave them a jump rope. So they got to keep the jump rope and we released them. I, I didn't charge them anything for it, but we gave them a dumbbell to take home. Um, because the plan was, and we were able to follow through, we continued to write CrossFit workouts for our athletes throughout the entire quarantine. And I know um, you guys were very active on social media mm -hmm. with this is what we're doing this day and this yeah. is what we're doing this week. So we wrote workouts. We had daily workouts written. We use an app called Wattify that we log our workouts in so that okay. people were able to see who was still active and they were able to, it's kind of like Facebook for CrossFitters. You slap some likes on it. You can put some comments. You can talk a little shit. Um, now is that, is that a, is that a global app or is that your, it's your... just here at the gym. Okay. Um, so other gyms use it as well, but we can only see uh, our I see, own I see. I got We you, have I got our you. own leaderboard. That wasn't own... your app that you created. Yeah. That... It's not my app that I You created. just keep it local yes. to your, gotcha. Yes. We have a local group within it um so people were able to log their workouts we also were doing zoom call workouts so i was right. i was in my garage everybody at the house zoom. um everybody was doing zoom um i think we were doing it three days a week we were doing a zoom yoga class we had weekly game nights that's planned. right yeah i remember um, seeing i mean that. community's yeah. huge right yeah we did silly things. We were just trying to keep people moving because I, I think it was really easy for a lot of people and to connected. fall off. And connected. Um, so we did silly. My husband and I competed against each other in a workout, live streamed it on Instagram. Um, you know, we had Team Justin, Team Maria. Who are you going for? Some people actually worked out while they were watching us work out. Um, I definitely had to step out of my comfort zone a lot during quarantine. Um but it was good. I think it made us bigger. I think it made us stronger. We also kicked off, immediately kicked off some fundraising efforts because I knew that it was going to hit our community financially. Mm -hmm. And we were able to raise enough money that we didn't have to lose any members. So any members that came to me and told me that they couldn't afford their membership anymore, we were able to, to cover, cover that. Them. Oh, that's great. So that nobody had to drop their membership during quarantine um, or even after. Right, right, right. So Now, are you... Are, are you 
I would say, well, when, 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 when did you reopen for after the first shutdown? When did we reopen? I don't know. <laughs> when did we shut down? We shut down in March. I think we reopened in May. Okay. I remember there was like a reopened, limited reopening. It right? was wild. Um, so I was getting ready to log on to my afternoon Zoom workout, and my phone alerted me that the governor, governor. was about to speak. And, I'll, you know, you turn it on because we all want to know what he's got to say right now. I hadn't I wasn't expecting it all. It was the last thing that I expected him to expected to hear him say was that gyms were going to reopen and it was literally like a 48-hour window. Gyms are going to gyms can reopen and they can reopen in 48 hours. Um I remember like turning my phone off and logging onto the Zoom call and hoping and praying that nobody else had heard that because I wasn't ready. <laughs> okay. I need a minute. <laughs> I needed a minute. And and I and somebody one of my good friends logged onto the Zoom call before any of the other members logged on and he said, "Hey, did you just hear?" and I was like, "Yeah, don't talk about it. I'm not ready." Um cuz a few things had happened. Uh one, I wasn't sure how I was going to open the doors, you know, like I wasn't sure what It's not as easy as just unlocking the door. It's not because right. you know, well everybody knows we we're all going through this together, right? right. There's all these right. weird rules, there's all these real weird stipulations like you can do this but you can't do that and so I didn't know what any of that was going to be, but also I had taken the opportunity I had always wanted to paint the ceiling black <laughs> of all things. And so since there were no members here and the gym doors were closed, I had pulled all the equipment out of the gym, pushed it all in this office and taught myself how to use a sprayer. Nice. Um, so my gym was a mess. It was covered. I used this stuff called dry fall, uh -huh. which was recommended. You yeah. know about this? Mm -hmm. You're a painter as well. So. Well, I've, I've, I'm, I like you. <laughs> We'll uh, take the deep dive. <laughs> yeah, so I use this stuff called dry fall, which seemed like a great idea because it dries on the way down, but it also <laughs> dries on the way, the way down. down. <laughs> so now my gym is covered in black dust. Covered. Um, so I think I had to clean it three or four times before Just I got before you got it all. And even yeah. then, once the members came back, their knees and hands were black <laughs> oh, after doing burpees. <laughs> But I kept trying to reassure them that my gym was clean. <laughs> so I just wasn't ready. Right, um, right. I spent the next two days just pulling it together, getting it ready for everybody to show up. So. And, and I'm sure people would just kind of show up and look through the window and say, hey, is it ready yet? <laughs> oh, yeah, they were ready. They were, they were, ready were so back. ready. I started getting text messages within an hour. Before the what? governor ended the, his press oh, conference. The, right? Oh, I was getting text messages. Have you heard? Are you ready? Is it, When are we going to open? What's the first workout? Oh, my God, I don't know. Like Everybody was so roll. eager to put a barbell back in their hands because yeah. they had just had a jump rope and a dumbbell. <laughs> That's but, great. So, yeah. so, so since then, I know, obviously, it's been a, a roller coaster ride with the pandemic. You were able to stay open from May until current correct yes okay yes okay. we've been open since may <clears throat> i haven't kept track of gyms and like salons and hair mm -hmm. you know barber shops and because i know there were some different at least in georgia well i know in georgia it's been a little different compared to some other states but um you know like gyms and stuff like that i know we're hit yeah the hardest and i know that we're like 25 percent capacity or 50 did you guys have to worry about we they weren't really specific with our rules <laughs> um they were very open to interpretation so i believe that when we very first started out when we very first got to open our doors again we were on um like 10 people gatherings okay is what mm -hmm. is basically that what we right. had and 
so we would limit our class to nine athletes and one coach. And we also created a buffer in between class times Mm -hmm. so that there weren't two classes here at the same time. There was enough time for one class to leave before the next class came in. Uh, We had all kinds of cleaning protocol in place. We were taking temperatures at the door. I do remember that. I forgot about that. That was one of the requirements was that I had to take people's temperature. It was really odd. Um, And yeah, and then slowly we've been able to bring a few more than that in. And what's your um, enrollment or what's your, if if you don't mind me asking? Yeah, no, we're actually, so we are... If you include our, we have a Strong for Life class. Mm-hmm. That's our senior class. Mm-hmm. Um, and we include all of our nutrition clients as well. We're at about 95 members. That's great. Yeah, we're up. People want fitness now. Yeah. Um, I think if anything, COVID has made people realize that they actually need to be healthy. prioritize their health, <laughs> if you will. Um, we had a big push after we were able to reopen the doors, people started coming in. I think as people got more comfortable, they started coming. And comfortable with comfortable with getting COVID out. and mm-hmm. being out and yep. exposure or that kind of yep. situation. And so gotcha. we're steady running people through our on-ramp program. We call on we call our intro sessions on ramp. Um, yeah, ninety-five, I think. Wow. The What's is. the capacity? Uh, you know. You haven't hit it yet. We haven't hit it. We're getting creative. We're getting creative. We actually, actually this week just opened up a new class um, because we ha- we have been stumbling upon some full classes, some wait lists. Um, we're able to use our app for reservations. Oh, so, gotcha. Uh, we, we do have a wait list occasionally for a handful of our classes. So we actually just opened up another morning class, which seems to help. So Gotcha. And we have preparations. We're totally ready to open another afternoon class as soon as that need arises. We just wait till we're actually busting at the seams as far as classes go because it's people come here like you said for the community and if i open a class and only a handful of people are here it's not that much fun if you have one two three people showing up it's not fun for them so until we need that next class we hold off and be until opening it gotcha gotcha but it's in the works now i have some general crossfit questions okay um i know what i know of crossfit is from conversations like I've had with you uh, and from some other folks that I know that have gyms that are CrossFit specific. Now, I know the business model for CrossFit, it's a little, it's a little different Mm -hmm. in that this isn't a franchise of the global brand, correct? You're right. It's an affiliate. Affiliate. Yeah. So you don't, you're not connected to the world headquarters. So you can run your box any way you want. That's exactly right. Okay. Um, okay. I pay CrossFit to use the name CrossFit. Um, gotcha. Things are starting to change a little bit, that there's starting to be a little more support from CrossFit headquarters in oh, California. To the affiliates. To the affiliates. Um, but for the most part, you pay the money and you run your gym however you want. And is so, that a, a, an annual fee that you It pay? is. Okay. Yep, it's okay. annually. Um, and so you will find that you going from box to box, you'll have a very different experience gotcha but also a lot of similarities in terms there of the types some. of the workouts yep. and yeah kind of thing. there are some similarities okay now crossfit includes high intensity interval training right yeah to- weightlifting power lifting plyometrics gymnastics gymnastics uh cardio cardio so we do some running we do okay. some rowing we do some jumping of rope rope jumping um 
we do focus on weightlifting. We do focus on gymnastics as far as body weight movement, sure. controlling your body in space, gotcha. right? Um, weightlifting includes both powerlifting. So we're talking uh, bench press, we're talking shoulder presses, squats, deadlifts, but we also Olympic lift as well. Right. So that's going to be your snatches and your clean and jerks. Right. I like to say that we're experts at nothing and we're just kind of mediocre to okay to good at everything. <laughs> <laughs> You're jack of all trades, right? Yes, yeah. Jack and Jill's And I mean, we trade. strive. So we spend a lot of money here on training. So we've been to the gymnastics training. Um, we, for your coaches? For our coaches, yeah. So we have one USA weightlifting certified coach on staff already. We actually have another coach that is getting ready to get hers in April. Um, so I like to say that while we're CrossFitters, we still try to move like weightlifters we still try to gotcha. move like gymnasts we still want to run like runners, runners which sure. is why we brought you in right um for your seminar that time and there's also there's just in doing my research okay <laughs> i know there's been some controversies with with crossfit yes so the one that i'm interested in in asking you about is this Uncle Rabdo. Oh, Rab. Oh, let me try this. Hold on. Rabdo Rabdo. I can't see it. Rabdo myolysis. We like to call it Rabdo. Rabdo We like to call it Rabdo. Okay. You know what I'm talking about. I do know what you're talking about. Um. Yeah. So CrossFit gets a bad rap. Uh. It is believed that CrossFit can cause injury. Cause injury, and Rabdo is one of those injuries. Um. And I'm not a scientist. I am not a doctor. So I'm going to give my best description of what rhabdo uh -huh. is. But you most recently did your research. <laughs> so it's overuse of a muscle group. Right. Basically. Um, yeah. Right. Overuse of a muscle group to the point that there is blood in your urine. Mm -hmm. It creates a, a significant amount of pain. People right. can be hospitalized for it. Um, I mean, to the point of death, but not often as far as I understand I have not experienced rhabdo myself, so I can't speak to that. Um, but like I said, when I went in for Murph, right? When I went in for Murph and there were there were two mile runs with the 100 pull-ups, 200 push-ups, 300 air squats coming out of not doing any CrossFit at all, that would have been a terrible idea for me. 100%. And so luckily the coach on staff recognized that and took the responsibility to make sure that I didn't to adjust myself to adjust the workout right. for me. Uh, we had a similar situation because we reopened in May. Mm -hmm. Um, while many of our athletes were continuing to train and we were doing our zoom calls and we were doing workouts daily, we weren't doing any pull-ups because okay. most people didn't have a pull-up station at home. No, no. <laughs> We weren't doing high reps okay. of push-ups and high reps of air squats. Mm -hmm. And so when we came back, when we were able to reopen our doors in May and then turn around in the end of May, we do Murph on Memorial Day. I left that part Oh, out. that's right. So right. Right. Murph typically lands on Memorial Day. It's when a lot of CrossFit gyms right. do that workout. And so now all of a sudden we've had our gym doors open for two weeks, two weeks. three weeks, and now we're going into this workout I went into mama bear mode and I didn't let my athletes, um, for most of them, the run I wasn't worried about, uh, because we had been doing a lot of running, a lot of running. We'd been programming yeah. a lot of running. 
So the run I wasn't worried about. It was really the pull-ups that I was most worried about in those high volumes of push-ups and air squats. So for most of the athletes, they did a, a half version of Murph. You adjusted it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think, yeah. I think that's the responsible thing to do as a coach, as a trainer. You know, when you have somebody that comes in and you know nothing about them, you don't know anything about their fitness background. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think that that makes a lot of sense that you would adjust it. I mean, I, as a, as a running coach, I'm not going to, somebody that walks in off the street, I'm not going to tell them, okay, go out 26 <laughs> miles. <laughs> yeah. You got, it's progress. It's right, progression. Right, it's progression. Okay. Mm-hmm. I just know that when I was reading up on CrossFit, <clears throat> that was one of those issues that kept coming up a lot. Mm-hmm. And if you talk about running, What's going to come up a lot? Well, everybody's getting plantar fasciitis. Well, no, not everybody's getting plantar fasciitis, but that is a common running injury or issue. So in this case, that is something that is common with CrossFitters, but it's not. I would say, I I think common's not the right word. What's that? (laughs) I think common's not the right word. Um, Only because. It's more typical to CrossFit? Or no? So uh, I'm asking this out of ignorance. I'm not trying. No, to, no, no, yeah. no, no. So, so guilty pleasure of mine. <laughs> I'm kind We're of to the guilty pleasures yeah. of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm kind of addicted to watching my 600 pound life. Oh gosh, have you ever watched? It? Yes, I have. Okay. Um, it's, it's like a, a train wreck. You can't not look right. No. So I watched this show and I don't watch it anymore because we got rid of cable. That's a whole nother story. But part two I did of the podcast. used to watch it. Um, part two of the podcast. <laughs> the McManuses get rid of right, cable. Right. Um, so I've even seen people on my 600 pound life get and be diagnosed with rhabdo because all of a sudden they went from not using their muscles to having to use their muscles because they had to travel to the doctor. They had to go to an appointment. And so now they've been laying in their bed for months or years and they literally had to use their abdominal muscles to sit up. They Which had have atrophied, use, you know. Yeah, yeah, and they had to use their leg muscles yeah. to walk. And they get to the doctors and they're diagnosed with rhabdo. Um, so it can occur anytime that you go from not using that muscle group to using it. Uh, and I guess the reason I say that I think that um, typical well, typical wasn't the word common. common common wasn't the word is because I've been doing CrossFit as long as I have I've owned CrossFit Glencoe for three years and I've yet to know someone that has been diagnosed with rhabdo so yes I've read the same articles um, and maybe it's because of those articles maybe we have that stuff to thank you know, it's brought awareness to the community, mm-hmm. and so people are safer about it. I also wasn't involved in, in CrossFit when it in its infancy, when it was new. And I think that that's when a lot of those cases lot more popped that up, and people quickly learned and adjusted and created safer environments for athletes. Which you would hope. Yeah. That's what you would hope would happen. Absolutely. Because you know? <laughs> um, if it went the other way. <laughs> <laughs> so I just got in defense mode. Sorry. No, no, but that's, that's good because me, I'm not I'm – not, well-versed or immersed in this community, mm-hmm. I went and, you know, did my did my due diligence to try to learn as much as I could about the community. And that was one of those things that was like popping up, popping up. Popping and up. I'm like, whoa, yeah. you know, it's like, what's going yeah. on here? So I think it was good to ask you and say, well, what is the reality? Yeah. What, the what are reality you seeing? The reality is that I've not experienced it myself and I don't know any athletes that have, um, but I don't let it go away. I keep it in mind with every single athlete that I work with. We, in fact, when we 
take on a new athlete before they even get to step foot in the gym. They come and sit down. We book a 30-minute session to learn more about them. We want to know about their fitness background or lack thereof. We want to know about their nutrition. Yeah. We want to know about their day-to-day -day activity levels. We want to know these things before we even start to work with them. And I think that that creates a safer environment for well, our you, you want to well. know what you're what you're working with. Absolutely. You, know, you want to know what what what's coming through the door. Mm -hmm. right. And the the intro sessions that we that we run them through are designed to ease them into the intensity of CrossFit. So we work on a skill or a strength. We make sure that they're moving well. We might add a piece of PVC before we even add a barbell. And then we run them through a seven to 10 minute workout. So mm -hmm. we're not throwing them into 45 minute long workouts sure. like the Murph right. on day one. But you would encourage them to come and witness it and see it and oh, be absolutely. a part of that community so that they can get excited and absolutely. pumped up about yeah. it. Yeah, right. we cruise them through. They get to meet the other athletes. They Even when it's only six sessions, so it usually takes people two weeks to get through their intro sessions. Um, we also selfishly use it as coaches to just really get to know them and start to learn how I'm they sure. move so that when we put them in a class, we know what to expect. But once they come into a regular class, we're still adjusting the workout and keeping extra eyes on them the whole time. Usually we'll let them know ahead of time, hey, this workout has 100 reps of whatever the movement sure, is. Sure, sure. You're going to do this many. Right. You're doing two. <laughs> that would be me. You, Rogelio, are doing <laughs> two. two. <laughs> or I'm doing two. <laughs> but I think that the important thing of, of this type of uh, workout gym you know, community is what you've said before is the movement because mm -hmm. even even as runners as a as one of the things that we constantly have to work on and built into our training because of the type of movement that running is are those muscles that get neglected because we're only moving in in one direction so lateral movement isn't coming and running so we've got to incorporate that kind of workout to strengthen those muscles because as we get older those tend to not be as strong, and so we need to stay on top of those. So, you know, with CrossFit, you're doing movements where you're lifting your arms above your head with a PVC pipe with your 73-year-old because they can't do it with a barbell because you need to be able to do that. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Right, right. Absolutely. Right. Well, Maria, I'm looking at the clock, and we're mm. right at an hour. And so my last question, or uh, you feel good? Anything I'm you good. wanted to cover? Anything I'm Anything coming up with the gym? That, or I'm sorry, box. That, that you wanted to, <laughs> breaking news here? Breaking news. I don't think I have any breaking No breaking news. news? Okay, so uh, again, really thank 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 you for letting me into your, into your I was going to say box. I was like, that just, <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't sound right. Thank We're you for letting me to. in the office of my gym. <laughs> <laughs> your gym. <laughs> Last question, and then uh, we'll wrap it up. <clears throat> Michael Jackson or Prince? Michael Jackson. Okay. Right. Yeah. Well, Maria, thank you very much. I enjoyed the conversation and uh, you know, good luck with the with the with the, with your box. <laughs> Thanks. And, and uh, from I, I hope it stays open for many years. Oh, to come. it will. I'm too <laughs> stubborn to let it not. I, oh, that's I, <laughs> I've come to learn that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you.